Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. Today's episode is brought to you by ModMed. Do your EHR and PM adapt to your style of practice? The ModMed EHR and PM do, with benefits like remembering preferences and automatically suggesting documentation and billing codes. Urologists voted ModMed the number one urology-specific EHR and PM solution available. Built by urologists with input from yours truly. Stop wasting 60 minutes and 200 for each of your open or no-show slot. Go to modmed.com slash prsnetwork. Set up an appointment with the team at ModMed Urology and shift your urology practice into high gear. Imagine a solution on a tablet or the web that works seamlessly with revenue cycle management, analytics, telehealth, payment processing, patient engagement tools, and much more. ModMed is transforming healthcare by placing doctors and patients at the center of care. Welcome to episode 179 of the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-host, Dr. Ray Painter. And on today's episode, we want to talk about uh, the top issues you need to focus on if you're wanting to maximize your income and efficiencies in 2024. And we have had this discussion, and we wanted to bring this episode up and, and talk on this episode and really focused in on those things that we've seen over the years have had the biggest impact on practices, uh, urologists and also the the coding staff that make the biggest difference um, without taking a look at all the the issues because the issues in coding and reimbursement and documentation are plentiful. But we wanted to really talk about what are the things that will have the biggest impact. We wanted to really dive into that a little bit on this episode. One thing we wanted to mention before we get started on this episode is G2211, there's been a lot of questions. It's a new uh, code for this year, and there has been a lot of confusion. Uh, We did do an episode last week, episode 178, which is at prsnetwork.com forward slash 178, where we talked about G2211 and how to use it. But we wanted to follow up and do a follow-up episode when we have the data of what's getting paid and what's not getting paid and our experience with the actual uh, data that's coming in on G2211. So that'll be upcoming in the next uh, next couple of weeks, the next couple of episodes. So keep, uh, keep an eye out for that. We want to keep you up to date on G2211. Ray, do you want to have any opening comments? Well, Scott, I think this is a very important topic, and it's, uh, as we know, urologists are having an average of of about 19% uh, denial rates from Medicare, and many of them don't uh, get uh, resubmitted. And that equates to losing a lot of money. And as we audit charts, we find out that 
there there's a lot of docs still uh, not charging what they should on the the NM codes, which have significantly changed with our new documentation in 2021. So there are a few key points that we want to bring out today. All right, and uh, you and I were talking as we were preparing for this uh, episode. We're talking about the documentation, and and we've been preaching about this for years and years and years about how important the documentation is. And what we what we really wanted to kind of separate out is the documentation, the clinical documentation, and the documentation for reimbursement and how those two differ. Because uh, a lot of urologists, when we're talking about uh, you don't know what you need to know and your documentation needs to be uh, good and and clean, uh, a lot of the urologists that we are talking to, um, they, they it kind of misses the mark because their documentation is good. And matter of fact, almost all urologist documentation, the clinical documentation is excellent. That's what urologists go to school, learn, go through residency, and all that documentation is fine-tuned and honed in. So, so that's not the problem. That's not what we're talking about. It's the documentation for reimbursement that we're talking about and it's a it's a subtle difference and you know we were trying to think of an analogy and the closest thing we could come to is as an american if you go over to uh england and you can talk english all day long and and have you know get your point across and, and communicate just fine but let's say there's some subtle differences that make a huge impact in the conversation. For example, if a Brit uses the word lift and the American doesn't really understand what the lift is, they don't know it's an elevator or or they talk about theater. That's, you know, that's their word for, you know, the surgical room, the surgery, going into theater is what they say. Again, subtle difference and you can probably figure it out in context, but the documentation for reimbursement can't be taken subtly and figured out in context. It has to be spelled out clearly in order for you to get reimbursed accurately for all the services you provide. So that is a, it's a subtle, and I, I keep going back to the word subtle, it's a subtle difference, but a huge impact. So that's so important. And as Ray had mentioned, the, the 2021 guidelines has a lot of those subtle uh has a lot of places where the subtle differences make a huge impact. And we've seen that. Uh, Mark was just telling me that he went and was in a practice yesterday. And in that practice, there was an average of $30,000 left on the table per urologist of this group. And it was just because of these subtle differences in the documentation for reimbursement. They they didn't mention uh, you know, may, maybe the prescription drug management, even though it happened, they didn't put in the correct words 
that they actually were managing the prescription drug. That lowers the E&M visit from a level four to a level three. So that that is what we wanted to talk about today. Those, you know, the, the differences that you can really focus on and make big impacts on your practice by making subtle changes. Ray, what do you, what's your comments on that? Well, the, the E&M, since we're on the subject right now, uh, you're absolutely correct. Uh, Medicare has built a firewall between each level. In other words, your documentation may be one thing and it's a level three, but if you documented completely what you were thinking or what the issue was, it could be a level four because you mentioned the prescription drug management. Let's take a patient with uh, BPH that may be improving. And you document patient improving. I'm going to continue to treat him with medication for, and he's going to return in three months. Well, if you didn't have a lot of data, that's a level three because it's chronic but improving or stable. But if you just put the little subtle additional documentation in there that he's improving but not at treatment goal. In other words, he's better, but you can think you can make him even better, and he will improve, and that's the reason you're going to see him again. Well, if you put that in there, then that makes the chronic uh, that is not a treatment goal, and that cranks that up to a level four, and with a level four on your wrist for uh, drug management, that's a level four code. Just the subtle difference of documenting what you're thinking and what you're doing. And that's not the only example we can use. Uh, you know, the, and, and, and the importance of this is the majority of your codes in urology today are going to be a level four if you document a correctly and you're the average urologist now if you're re semi-retired seeing a bunch of old patients and just following you may be at a level three on most patients but the average urologist will with treating a chronic problem or two chronic problems and giving them medication that's going to be a level four so knowing the difference between a level three and a level four is one of the key things that we need to learn. Now, you can forget about the level five because you very seldom will hit a level five. So the documentation there is very specific, but that's not a key problem for urology. So that's one thing. And, you know, another thing that we find is 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 very uh, under misunderstood is when you should be paid for that secondary procedure and when you shouldn't be paid. And if you should be paid, what you have to do to get paid. And here again, your documentation is important because Medicare is obsessed with not paying you 
for any part of any procedure twice. And if that secondary procedure is a part of the primary under any circumstance, then it's bundled. But now so many of our, that we've seen so many people and so many billers and coders, if they look at uh, a series of procedures and some of them are bundled, they just automatically put a modifier on. Well, that's not right. There are certain procedures that shouldn't be paid. And guess what? Your documentation, and Scott was talking about documentation for reimbursement, that documentation is key. And what we're talking about is documenting the circumstances. Why did you do that secondary procedure? Was it a part of the primary procedure? Or was it performed to facilitate? If not, you need to document it so the billers will know to put a modifier on there and bill it. But if they're putting a modifier and billing everything that's bundled, you are subject to take back. And if it's egregious enough, it could be fraud. So your documentation is key. So when you're talking about the multiple procedures, what uh, what's what resources do do you use personally? What's the the best resource? And you know we always talk about the bundling bundling matrix, but is that your go to uh, tool that you use to make sure that they're payable or not payable? Well, to start with, you have to start with CPT. You have to look at the definition of the primary code. Because if the definition of the primary code says it's included, you know, if, uh, a good example, there's one code in there that's a total cystectomy and it includes a lymphadenectomy and, and other things. If the code says it's included, if you do the lymphadenectomy, you definitely can't charge it separately. You know, just like a, a, a retrograde, uh, a cystoscopy with retrograde. It says it includes the injection of material, et cetera, et cetera. When it's included, you can't charge it separately. But if it's not included and you've performed it, and you've performed it in a way that it's not a part of the main procedure or it's not to facilitate, and you've decided that it should be billed, then it's when you look at the bundling edits. And if the bundling edits uh, show that it is not bundled, well, then you bill it with no modifier added. But if it is bundled, then you have to add the appropriate modifier. And again, your documentation should be specific enough to let the coders and billers know that it was not a part of the primary procedure. It should be billed separately, and they should do whatever is necessary to get you paid for it. All right. And what was the final thing you wanted to talk about today? 
as far as uh, the laser focus. Was it modifier 25? Is that the, the final? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the third thing that we find. You know, the documentation is key to all of this. But the three key things that we find a lot of lost money and incorrect billing is the same-day procedure, which is the modifier 25, the multiple procedures, which would be the modifier 59, the X modifiers, and the level of codes between three and, and four. Those are the the main things you've got to master and you need to understand the concepts of the rules in order to master that. So on the same day modifier, you need to understand what is included in the procedure. And if the ENM you provide is not included in the procedure according to the rules, then you need to make it clear in your documentation that this should be charged separately and the reason it should be. And with that, uh, modifier 25, for those urologists that aren't using modifier 25, how often, Ray, would you say modifier, I mean, modifier 25 in urology is significant? So if you're not using it and not applying it correctly, and not, if you don't know the rules and you're uh, a typical urology practice and you're not seeing modifier 25 being used regularly, what do you say? What do you say to that? <laughs> well, that'd be like trying to talk without using a vowel or trying to spell something. <laughs> <laughs> 25 is a part of our everyday life in urology because we do a lot of procedures and we do a lot of uh, ENM services. And anytime you provide an ENM service on the same day of a procedure, that's not a part of the hello, how are you in the very beginning and evaluating the patient for the procedure or explaining the procedure to them. Anytime you start talking about the disease, treating the disease process or explaining the primary disease process, or you're treating some other problem, you need to add the 25 modifier. But your documentation must show that you did spend a significant amount of time and effort in providing that service. Because the modifier 25 by definition is you have to provide a separately identified service, which is treating the disease process or treating something unrelated to the procedure or evaluating the patient uh, in uh, more than just the hello, how are you, how are you doing, and are you ready for the procedure. And it's got to be significant. In other words, you've got to put time and effort in it. You can't just uh, do a cysto and pat the patient on the knee on the way out the door and say, sorry, but you've got another tumor. Schedule it for a TUR and, uh, with the people out front. 
you've got to sit down and talk about the disease process and the treatment in order to get paid for it. You know, it's interesting because we've talked about these topics a lot and how significant they are. And 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 we know uh, the urology community is very sharp and very quick on the uptake, and urologists are. Uh, these three topics require understanding the basic concepts that, you know, we kind of hit the the highlights of them in this episode, but really understanding the concepts and then understanding how to apply those concepts. And that just takes practice with anything. You've got to look at a bunch of different situations because unfortunately this coding and, and documentation game is a game and it does, there are, it's, it's not easily put into a black and white scenario so you have a lot of you have to understand the basics and the concepts and then be able to apply those concepts and the way you learn how to apply those concepts is just practice and it's just repetition and understanding and once you do that we have uh, we have a lot of docs that that we've worked with for a long time and the ones that understand these concepts and the rest of the coding and documentation and billing concepts tend to be, you know, tend to tend to avoid burnout and tend to have less stress and tend to enjoy their practice more. So it's just so critical. And we wanted to share with you on this episode, the three things that if you're, uh, if you, we know you don't have a, a ton of time and we know you're all busy, but start with these three these three focused topics and it will make a difference in your practice we guarantee you all right ray i think that's uh that's it for the episode here um how about your final thoughts knowledge is power and if you know what you're doing in uh, documentation and coding it makes it a breeze to do and it doesn't take near as much energy so learn the concepts and the basics and as scott said uh, practice doesn't make perfect but perfect practice makes perfect you got to know the concepts and then practice what you do all right well and there's plenty of opportunities to learn uh, we will help you in any way we can. That's what we're around for. Uh, we have our final seminar, uh, the 2024 Urology Advanced Coding and Reimbursement Seminar at the end of January. And that is going to be in New Orleans, New Orleans, in the 26th and 27th. There still is time to sign up. We'd love to see you in New Orleans. Uh, this, that is a great place to practice and learn and really get those concepts. It's a crash course, and you can really get a lot uh, a lot of these things figured out, at least uh, on the right path, if you attend the seminar. We do encourage you to do that. And uh, once again, we want to thank ModMed for sponsoring uh, this episode. If you're in the market for a practice management system or an EHR, we encourage you to check out 
their solutions. They do have specials for our listening audience. If you go to modmed.com forward slash BRS network. All right. That's all we have for today's episode. Take us out, Ray. Happy coding. Thank you for listening to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and their staff maximize income and efficiencies so there's time and energy for patient care and a happy life. Special thanks to Carl Painter for the music today. You can find his music on Spotify under his record label, The Juicery. 